Chapter forty six of The Art of Travel. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Art of Travel by Sir Francis Galton. Chapter forty six Candles and Lamps. Candles. Moulds for candles. It is usual, on an expedition, to take tin moulds and a ball of wick for the purpose of making candles from time to time when fat happens to be abundant the most convenient mould is of the shape shown in the figure the tallow should be poured in when its heat is so reduced that it hardly feels warm to the finger that is just before setting if this be done overnight the candles will come out in the morning without difficulty but if you are obliged to make many at a time, then, after the tallow has been poured in, the mould should be dipped in cold water to cool it. And then, when the tallow has set, the mould should be dipped for a moment in hot water to melt the outside of the newly made candle and enable it to be easily extracted. By this method, the candles are not made so neatly as by the other, though they are made more quickly. It is well to take, if not to make, a proper needle for putting the wicks into the moulds. It should be a hooked piece of wire, like a crochet needle, which catches the wick by its middle and pulls it doubled through the hole. A stick across the mouth of the mould secures the other end. When the tallow is setting, give an additional pull downwards. A gun barrel with a cork or wad put the required distance down the barrel has been used for a mould pull the candle out by the wick after heating the barrel two wads might be used the one strongly rammed in to prevent the tallow from running too far the other merely as a support for the wick perhaps even paper moulds might be used they could be made by gumming or pasting paper in a roll dip candles Candles that are made by dipping gutter and run much more than mould candles, if they have to be used as soon as made. The way of dipping them is to tie a number of wicks to the end of a wooden handle, so shaped that the whole affair looks much like a garden rake, the wicks being represented by the teeth of the rake. Then the wicks are dipped in the tallow, and each is rubbed and messed by the hand till it stands stiff and straight. After this they are dipped all together, several times in succession, allowing each fresh coat of tallow to dry before another dipping. Wax candles are always made by this process. Substitute for candles. A strip of cotton, one and a half foot long, drenched in grease and wound spirally round a wand, will burn for half an hour. A lump of beeswax, with a tatter of an old handkerchief run through it, makes a candle on an emergency. Materials for candles Tallow Mutton suet mixed with ox tallow is the best material for candles. Tallow should never be melted over a hot fire. It is best to melt it by putting the pot in hot sand. To procure fat, see Greasing Leather, page 343. Wax Boil the comb for hours, together with a little water to keep it from burning, then press the melted mass through a cloth into a deep puddle of cold water. This makes beeswax. 
See Honey to Find, page 199. Candlestick. A hole cut with a knife in a sod of turf or a potato, three, four or five nails hammered in a circle into a piece of wood to act as a socket, a hollow bone, an empty bottle, a strap with the end passed the wrong way through the buckle and coiled inside, and a bayonet stuck in the ground are all used as makeshift candlesticks. In bygone days the broad feet, or rather legs, of the swan, after being stretched and dried, were converted into candlesticks. Lloyd. Lamps. Lamps may be made of hard wood, hollowed out to receive the oil, also of lead. See Lead, page 340. The shed hoof of an ox or other beast is sometimes used. Slush lamp is simply a pannikin full of fat, with a rag wrapped round a small stick, planted as a wick in the middle of it. Lantern. A wooden box, a native bucket or a calabash will make the frame, and a piece of greased calico stretched across a hole in its side will take the place of glass. A small tin, such as a preserved meat case, makes a good lantern, if a hole is broken into the bottom and an opening in the side or front. Horn, see page 347, is easily to be worked by a traveller into any required shape. A good and often a ready makeshift for a lantern is a bottle with its end cracked off. This is best effected by putting water into the bottle to the depth of an inch, and then setting it upon hot embers. The bottle will crack all round at the level of the top of the water. It takes a strong wind to blow out a candle stuck into the neck inside the broken bottle. Alpine tourists often employ this contrivance when they start from their bivouac in the dark morning. End of chapter 46